We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's Howard Simon and Jeremy White. Have you ever had a pecan pie? Pecan, yes. Apple, no. And, You've uh, never had apple pie? No. I don't like apples! Why would I eat apple pie if I don't like apples? Why? Why, 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 why? When do you not understand this? What is wrong with you people? Why would I eat it if I don't eat apples? Well, you, know, you mash it up, put it in a pie with a crust and whipped cream on top. I'm in. Maybe a little dab of vanilla ice cream, too. Yahoo! Why? This is either... The greatest bit in history. The fact that you pretend not to eat these things that are astounding. Or you're a walking miracle. <laughs> and I don't know which one is better. Remember me when I'm dead, okay? On WGR Sports Radio 550. That's a brilliant idea. I'm going to call in Sick Friday. Walk. <laughs> Could you imagine? I actually thought... Jeremy's off. He's back Thursday. Joe's in with me today. I actually, it occurred to me yesterday. Now, Joe, Joe does work at home, right? And he comes in right uh-huh. before the start of the show. You've got your update ready. You already did it all. You're yep. ready. You do your prep at home. Yep. It occurred to me. There's an old, there was, I think this was probably like an April Fool's thing or whatever. This was an old prank that's been done probably so many times over the years in radio. Mm. Where some poor schlub is on the air and everybody that day calls in sick. <laughs> so, like, let's yeah. say you're doing mornings. You're on the air in the morning. The midday guy calls in, or or gal. The afternoon show calls in, and this poor person gets stuck doing the entire day yeah. as a prank. I actually thought, you know, it'd be pretty funny if, like, Joe doesn't come in on Monday and just, like, yep. calls in sick, and then, and then, I don't know, and then it just kind of Sal calls in sick. Sal and, can't do it. And then oh, how are Mike you doing 10 Chris to 12? And, like, oh, okay, listen, we're going to, oh, man, the guys at One Bill's Live, I mean, they're, Chris and Steve, we need you to... We need you to get into makeup. There was a brief, TV. brief thought, like, it'd be pretty funny if they pulled that stuff. But I think, yeah, I think I'm going to call in Sick Friday because the clip he just played, there's going to be lots of that crap going on Friday. It's basically going to be clips making fun of me not eating fruit, not bending my cap enough. Yep. The stupid dad sneakers or whatever people call them, old man sneakers. I mean, it's just good. I'm not coming in Friday. There's stuff, you being angry at stuff too, I think. It's well, that's, I mean, that's, that's natural. People, that's natural. For some Melvin reason, Fowler. There's a clip uh, that you'll hear on Friday of Howard being mad at Melvin Fowler, of all people, who I think was a lineman for the Bills in like 2007. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just that I was in there. I was just in the system. Howard being mad at Melvin Fowler. So we'll have to pull out as much as we can get on Friday. There'll be some good stuff. Okay, that's that's a sports semi rant, okay yeah, because yeah. I understand. I don't like hearing. I don't. I think Jeremy says the same thing. I don't know that any of us like hearing our own rants back. Yeah. Although the Edwin Diaz one, I'll always. I mean, I was. That was so whatever. When elite, I dropped the F bomb, uh, you, you drop an F bomb on the air. I mean, you got to hear that back. Granted, it was 
It's I think bleeped it w- whenever it went, we hear it. It went it now. through on the app, but I think yeah. it was dumped on the air that day. Anyway, yeah. they should have fired me then. <laughs> I, I understand that people, for whatever reason, listeners love rants. We get yeah. probably more tweets after rants than anything else because I think they like, and I mean, Jeremy said the other day in the clip on Channel 4 about how, you know, when I get angry, I tend to pound the table and I get red yep. and everything. And he said that's. You know, he's always so I understand, like if you're gonna play rants on I get it, people love rants. Yeah. I love listening to Jerry Jeremy goes off and I'd like I just sit back and go, Yeah, this is fun. But it's the silly stuff like the yes, apple, apple pie. pie and all this because I got a lot of things wrong with me. He nails it in that. You're a walking miracle that you had never had apple pie, and you still haven't had apple pie? Nah. It's that's incredible. Did you listen to the clip? I did. Like, but why would I? I'm you, not a fan. Why would see, I want to have it? You don't like apples, so I don't like tomatoes. I love salsa. Oh, I mean, I have. I don't eat tomatoes, but I ha- I love ketchup. It's, right, you love ketchup. You like like you cannot I like, don't like something. Apples, and and I it's... I like applesauce with you know pork, whatever. I have oh, applesauce. Then I think I think you would not. Maybe you wouldn't love apple pie. I think you would like it more than you think you would. I need fruit in purified form, uh-huh. like. Grape juice, fine. Orange juice, fine. Bananas in like a shake, whatever. F- strawberries, strawberry shake, fine. I don't like fruit, but if you like mash it up and make it something else, then that's fine. I, I think hmm. you're, it's way, not necessarily mashed. It's more it's, mashed like it's than a, biting into It's kind of a juice apple. or purified form or whatever. You put it yeah. in a blender and you mix it all up, then I'll, I'm good. So you want like an applesauce pie. Yeah. More so than yeah, an apple be fine. pie. I like applesauce. I, um... Yeah, you know, and the good thing is, Joe, guess what? I'm going to be 61 in June. If I haven't tried it by now, it ain't happening. Because I'm now, That's... I'm out, I'm getting off my lawn stage in my life. No, yeah, you're not I think, there yet. I do. I think when you hit 60, this That's is like. get off your lawn? I need Jeremy to find this chart. Like, this is like the equivalent of the Beaufort wind scale, uh-huh. where winds 10 to 20 are this, slight breeze, this, that. There's a, clear, you know, there's a, how they characterize winds based on the miles per hour. Yep. And I think there's a there must be a get off my lawn chart somewhere, and I think when you hit sixty, that's when you're allowed to become get off my lawn guy. I I I'd be angry at the world. I was thinking seventy is more that number. No, yeah, well, seventy at least for that number. No, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna cut to the chase. Get off. See, here's the thing: if you're young enough to go out and chase the kids off your lawn, then you can't be <laughs> the guy on the porch screaming, "Get off my lawn!" Get off my lawn! Yeah. So I, I think I think you're not there yet because you could still run off that porch and, and chase them off if you wanted so to. So maybe I shouldn't call it get off my lawn guy. Maybe it's just stubborn person, stubborn guy. Stubborn guy. And not hey, try new things guy and never be open to any suggestions guy. Listen, L. Michaels never had a vegetable, right? Is that right? He's never had a vegetable. I mean, come on. For as much fun that has been made of me on this show. Yeah. How that's that's never crazier come up. than not having. I've had fruit. I'm just not a regular eater of fruit. I'm. I think it's crazy. Consumer. I think it's crazy that that's never even that's never even come up. I'm, I'm that, having Brussels sprouts I mean, for dinner tonight. He's 82 or something, and he's he made it through How his 60s go and 70s. Through a not, no veggies. No veggies. He that's says, crazier than me not eating peanut butter or not having fruit. Yeah, uh, L. Michael quote: If a vegetable gets near me, butter. I'll put a fork through your hand. Wow. I love veggies. Says veggies are good for you. Never. I mean, see, this is the thing, though, where, like, wow. I can believe you've never had apple pie because your, your parents as a kid would never make you eat apple pie the same way I think Al Michaels might be bending the truth a little bit here in that. No There's veggies. no way Al Michaels' parents back in the day were not making him eat his greens to, to have dessert. Maybe they were. I'm not going to Well, 
There is Maybe no term. As an, as an anti-vegetarian. Adult. I don't know. Anti-vegetarian. Is there a, is there a term for well, the, people who the don't bizarre, eat vegetables? The bizarro vegan. Yeah. I just like, what? No green peas? String beans? Anything? Carrots? Nothing. Broccoli? Brussels sprouts? Anything? You got to try apple pie. Nah. What do we? It's too, it's too late. Get we off have, my lawn, we, 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 How many days do we have here? Four? We have four days to find a way to get Tell Howard to have apple pie. You bring in some apple pie Friday. I will have some. Really? Okay. How's that? This is, this That'll is be my parting wow. gift to you okay. and Jeremy. You bring in... You don't even have to buy a whole pie. If keep it at home, give me a spring and a slice. This could be a whole thing, though. I'll, with I'll, I'll with take, a little whipped cream, can I have whipped cream on it to kill you, the taste? See, you could do whipped cream, or, or usually cream. what I do is a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Perfect. That'll kill the taste of the apples, right? It, it, it I would say it exents it, it enhances it enhances the it even more. Apple. You bring in a slice of apple pie, I will gladly eat it. Well, Friday really or should be. Try it. I guess, we're gonna right. we're gonna take the pie. That, that's already that's a verbal contract right there. That can't be broken. We really should just have Howard taste test all the things he has never had. No, before. I don't. Think, let's not go. And then let's not get extreme. Rate on this. them on a scale of one to ten, and then <laughs> that that could be like a real test for these these food items. That's what we need to do. Great, great. Okay. So it'll I'm just going to bring be, in a fruit. It'll be salad because it's going to be all right? fruit. It'll, it'll right? be fruit of the hour in the six o'clock hour. Howard's going to have apples in the Man. seven o'clock hour. He's going to have grapes. And we are polar. I could eat. I could just eat fruit in all the nine day. o'clock hour. A peanut butter sandwich. Yep. Peanut butter sandwich? That was on the list? Yeah, I didn't have peanut butter until I was somewhere in my 50s. Okay, but you've now had peanut butter. I had to. Jeremy made me. Okay. Yeah. It's good, right? Uh, I, eh, doesn't do anything for me. So when when I tell you that, like, sometimes, not for lunch, but, like, midday snack, I'll cut up an apple and dip it in peanut butter, you think that that is just the most grotesque thing of all time? Joe, I want you to take a pen and stab it into one of my eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Peanut butter, apple dip. Yeah. What, what world do you think I'm living in? It's great. Nah. It's great. Nah. The only time I, I would li- even consider peanut butter is like Reese's. You got to put it with chocolate. <laughs> okay. Or, or yes. you know what? Actually, you know what are good? Um, what are they called? Nutty Buddies? The Nutty Buddies. There's not a lot of peanut butter in those Nutty Buddies, though, is That's there? why I like it, but there's peanut butter in there. There's a peanut butter flavor to it. I would have yeah. had some kind of derivation of peanut butter pie, something with... There's re- oh I'm sure a Reese's pie has Something made it like in your that. world yeah, around yeah, yeah. the way yeah but I'm not like I'm not like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich guy uh huh or a PB sandwich whatever I'm not that guy anyway we digress that's for fr- I'm calling in sick so Riley Stillman yeah how much time it is six twelve fifty three fifty four hmm. fifty five how much time do we need to spend on Riley Stillman um I've got about. I- 15 seconds, I think, to I say. feel like we could do it in 90 seconds if we want, but... I don't think I need if, that much. If You don't need that much? This is like, name that tune, the old TV show. I can name that tune in five notes, and then someone will do it in four. I think the most interesting thing of this trade might be that they traded for a guy that wears number 61, and oh, I think number 61 should be reserved for only the greats on this oh, team because Max. of uh, a legend that once upon a time His wore. dad wore right? Corey Stillman, I think, wore 61. He did, yes. Right. So that's why he does Corey Stillman, is he on the... Is he on the 06 Hurricanes? Well, he played with Kevin Adams, so he must have been on. He was on the Hurricanes with Adams. I don't know if it would have been that specific season. You looking it up? He was on the 05 06 Hurricanes. The the team we don't like to refer to. This is the son of a player that wrongfully stole the Buffalo Sabres Stanley Cup from 2006. Yeah. Has a ring. Definitely celebrated. Oh, I, I. Definitely celebrate. Just remember that. Right. 
this I'm, this is all joking. Kidding aside, if Riley Stillman is listening. You're you're fine. But the the Sabers traded for a person that was definitely going nuts when they beat the Sabers in Game Seven in 2006. Just saying, well, yeah. Just saying, throwing it out there. Of course he would. No, well, yeah, no. I'm. I know he. Yeah. He's understandable. But still, he was one. I don't remember when it was. Um, this is again one of those instances where I need Jeremy's memory to help me out, Joe. But somewhere. I don't know why we had him in studio at some point years ago. This is obviously before he was working for the Sabres, long before he was working for the Sabres, I think. I don't know, whatever. Kevin Adams, we had him in studio at some point. Came into in the offseason for some reason. I wish I knew. He walks 50th in, anniversary stuff he used to come in here, right? He walks in. He's got the Stanley Cup ring on. And Jeremy and I are like, and I, and I love Kevin. Kicked him out. He's a great guy, <laughs> fun dude, always, not, always open yep. to come on the show, whatever. Fantastic. He walks in with that ring and we're like, Yep. You're kidding me, really? You really walk you had to come in the studio with that ring on your finger? So we gave him a little bit of a little bit of crap that day. Corey Stillman had three goals and seven assists in that series against the Sabres. What series? I'm sorry, I don't recall the teams playing. They 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 did something uh once upon a time. Yeah, I, don't recall. I don't remember what it was. So anyway, Riley Stillman um, is basically he's a guy. He's, he's a guy. He's a guy. He's a defenseman who played in the NHL. He's a depth guy. This yep. is not anything to really write home about. I know, you know, you and I have talked about different pieces, and we'll get to um, uh, Jacob Chikrin in a moment. Pierre Lebrun had a tweet about the Sabres and you yep. know, Jacob Chikrin, which actually was far more interesting to me than discussing this trade because he's just, he's a body, you know? Yeah. They don't he, have a guy in Rochester for defensive depth they would want to put in. in it, it, this guy is break glass, right? I think. Break yep. glass in case of emergency. He's not, we talked about, hey, could you add a top four piece like Chikrin? He's not that. I'm not even sure he plays regularly in the bottom two pairing, but he's a guy who's been in the NHL, 140 NHL games, uh, Vancouver, Chicago, Florida, um, has I guess from what I read, physical side of the game. Yeah, uh, he's got fourteen fighting majors. So this is they lose Casey Fitzgerald. They don't really have anything in Rochester. Here's a guy with NHL experience. If you need to play him, yep, pretty and, much right, right on the money. That's it. Third pair, like to me, I, I would imagine he's not in, in Rochester. That he will be with the Sabers. In fact, I'm not even sure he's eligible to go down. I would just think he kind of adds to the mix, and whether it's Clegg or whether it's Bryson or whether it's Stillman playing night to night, maybe it's matchup dependent. Granado likes one of them more than the other against a certain team uh, or whatnot, but I think those three are all kind of grouped together for me. Is there another move coming, by the way? Because you don't need... You have um, five guys if you throw in Labushkin, and you just talked about three guys with one other spot, and you usually ca- you probably don't carry more than one if, extra defenseman. Yeah, if everyone's healthy, if everyone's healthy, and right now Darlene, when Darlene gets back, you'd have Clegg, yes. Bryson, and Stillman, and you really don't need all three of those guys. You wouldn't have all three of those guys on the roster. No, Clegg even got benched. Was it in the? He got benched in the third period of a game. Even the other day, his ice time, yeah. he had the lowest ice time of anybody in the Caps game. Only played about 10 minutes. Is it the Sharks game? No, it was the game before Washington. Who did they play before Washington? They played... Uh, uh, Florida? Yeah, Florida. I think he, he sat got, the third period or sat something. The, yeah, yeah. Some, one of those games he sat the third period. So maybe this is that they don't want Clegg playing in the top four when they're, like, when they're, they're one injury away from Clegg playing in the top four. Right. Like he played with Samuelson. And... They they must think Stillman is more capable of that. He's been more of a consistent NHLer throughout his career. I don't really see any argument that he's a good player. 
I mean, there's no numbers really to speak of. The ice time doesn't represent that on Vancouver, 16 minutes a night. Um, any, and did I read he hadn't played since January 21st? Uh, I got, I'll check his game right. log. That seems, I've actually got that right in front of me so I can bad. tell you. Stillman has not played since... Uh, no, he's been playing... He's been playing. He's okay. been playing in February. Um but like even some of the advanced numbers, like wins above replacement, he's in like the twentieth percentile. Yeah. Like a lot of his advanced numbers don't look that good either. So to me, I, I don't think this is a player that's going to make a major impact. He's just depth, yeah. right? You mentioned like just he represents. Let's not get down to AHL defensemen. We have to sign a guy to an NHL two way contract right. because we're just out of defensemen. Someone compared him to Jeff Gilson. He's their Jeff Jill. It's funny. I was. I don't know why, but Alexander Solzer is in my head. But whatever. Sure. It's, it's a defenseman that comes in that isn't here to necessarily play every game. He's just someone you might have to turn to. And they traded a C prospect for him, like Josh Bloom. He had his fans. He was a third round pick. He's a point a game guy in the OHL. But I mean, guys like that grow on trees. And they have a bunch of. Wing prospects, oh, right. either in junior or in or overseas in Europe, they they seem to be Rochester. They seem to be yep. pretty well stocked in terms of forward, specifically wing prospects, because they look fairly set down the middle right now. They don't need a ton of center prospects either. So that, that yeah, I don't think yeah. that's that's not a big big so problem. Chris Baker from SaberProspects.com, his his rankings before. Um, before this season, at the very least, he had Bloom as their eighth forward. Or, excuse me, eighth winger. Yeah. Eighth winger. I guess maybe there would be no center in there anyway. Um, no, there'd be a bunch of centers. Uh, th- yeah, this is this, is a, this doesn't even have a couple other guys on it. So, I, you know, outside the top ten, for sure, when yeah. it comes to forward prospects. Yep. So, yeah, not losing sleep over the prospect they lost. And he's fine. He's going to be a guy. Depth. Okay. It's... Does it represent anything else? I mean, does it represent that they're at least willing to to add and to buy on the short term, even if it's in the discount bin? And he does have one more year left on his contract, as I yes. think you mentioned in the update, and 1. it's 3, a 5. really low cap number, so it's yep. not that big a deal anyway. But there is term left. It's not like he was a rental. He does have a year left on his contract, so he could be around next season. To me, the bigger thing that I saw yesterday was Pierre Lebrun's tweet about Jacob Chikrin, who is still a member of the Arizona Coyotes, even though he was basically removed from the lineup how many weeks ago for trade-related reasons and was seemingly, for a few days there, it looked like, it felt like it was being reported that he was on the verge of going to the Kings. Right. It hasn't happened. So Pierre Lebrun, TSN, and The Athletic reported this, tweeted this. Uh, he also, uh, by the way, spoke to Kevin Adams for a piece he ran at The Athletic. Uh, I'll save you the time. Nothing really new, you know. We're not going to sacrifice a long-term plan for our short-term short-term interests. A lot of that stuff. He did bring up. He was asked, by the way, about. I should bring this up too about being a broker team. Yeah, like Minnesota, I guess, has done that a couple times. Like, be part of a three-team trade. Yeah, because you got cap space. Maybe you pick up a draft pick out of that. So he did bring up that possibility for the Sabers. Mm-hmm. But it's what he tweeted about Chikrin. League sources suggest the Sabres have had multiple conversations with the Coyotes about Jacob Chikrin. As of Sunday, Sabres were not in a place to gain traction on it because the price out of Arizona continues to be at a place where Buffalo won't bite. And it seems like everybody else around the league is saying the same thing. Whatever Arizona is asking for is too high for anybody to want to take part in this at this point. 
uh, even though the kid's got term left. He's got two years left. That's, to me, yep. that's, that's a, that would be a significant move for the Buffalo Sabres to upgrade their defense group. And that had me on the radar. Like, that yeah. put the radar out there more than Riley Stillman or goalie discussions or anything sure. else that we could be talking about. I just like that they're in on it. That they are, I mean, LeBron adds... Quote, if the ask drops before Friday at 3 p.m., the Sabres will be trying to get on the, in on that for sure. Good. I, I just like that they're even, they, they like the idea. Yeah. They recognize the value of the player and the, the timeline match, and they think it's a fit. They just can't get the price to work. The same way every team that talks to Arizona can't even get in the ballpark. And I really do wonder what is going to happen here. Because Arizona has been doing this now with Chikrin for 15 months. Yeah. Like, it's been over a year that this guy's been on the trade market, that he's wanted to be traded. They don't... He's not going to stay two years from now. So let's let's pay, let's pay get rid of him now. They have a real decision to make. They've gone through it, right, to get their asking price. Nobody's bit. Now, imagine you're the GM, and you have, I mean... You have been more stubborn on that asking price than any player I've ever seen. Any GM ever with a certain player. I mean, the Sabres finally traded Eichel after being... Some would have said they were stubborn on their asking price for a good reason. How long did that go on for? Was it six months? months? Oh, months, yeah. But this is this is twice as long as that. The only other guy I was thinking about, because of Arizona... Wasn't like Oliver Ekman Larson in the rumor mill forever, too? He was, I, too. I don't know but he, how... But he yeah. was never... I don't think he was ever, like... No one. Well, ever... He was traded in the summer, but I don't think yeah. he, I don't know that he was ever taken out of the lineup at any point for quote trade related reasons. No, but it took forever to get that deal. But even was forever over a year. Over a year is yeah. crazy. But now here's the other thing that they have to determine. Two things happen if they don't trade him by Friday. One, the player's going to get upset. There's no way that player's not going to get upset. He's going to make things ugly. He he's been healthy, scratched. He wants to play. Yeah. He wants to be traded. And over a year, he's not been traded. Like, guys, what's happening here? It's not going to happen. So, one, the player's going to get upset. Two, you're going to give him leverage. You're going to give him control. He has a no-trade clause that clicks in, checks in this offseason. I did not realize so that. Okay, well, that's you, significant. Right. So there's, there's, a, there's a clock here if you're Arizona. If you want everyone in the market to be in the market, then and you want the biggest bidding war you can get, you got to do it by Friday. Don't you but think- now, like, does the GM feel like, if I lower my price by Friday, what was the whole last 15 no, 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 months but for? But don't you think, okay, see, I didn't realize the no trade clause. Yeah. That is very significant because if I think Arizona has to trade this guy by Friday at three. You can't go they into the offseason and let the no trade clause kick in because now it limits your moves as a general manager, right? You yep. could have what you think is the best deal. And if you go to Jacob Chikrin and go, listen, uh, pick a team. Winnipeg called. They're off. No, I'm not going. Not there. going there. You have to trade them then by Friday at three o'clock. So if you're the you're the Coyotes, Joe, you mentioned, you know, we hear we always hear about leverage, and sometimes we hear about people quote overplaying their hand. Don't you think that honestly, this is quite simply they've got a few teams, they're expecting a bidding war. I was, and, and by Friday at three, they're going to anticipate teams will up their offer. They didn't make another move. There's. They didn't get Jake McCabe. They didn't get whatever other defensive number. So they're going to up their offers by Friday at 3 and we'll take the best offer at that point. Well, that's what Arizona's planning on. 
isn't every other team right now betting on, you've got to trade that guy by Friday at 3. We know you're going to drop your ask. Well, yeah, or the risk is that some teams that you thought would be in on this either A, went and made another move. I don't know that Toronto would have been in on Chikrin, but they, yeah. you know, they just picked up a defenseman yesterday. Either A, made another move for a defenseman, or B, decided, yeah, we're just it's too much and we're just not going to do this. And then the list of people that are bidding drops. I, I can't. There's no way they have to trade him by Friday, and I bet they're just waiting, figuring we'll see if anybody ups their offer by Friday or someone breaks. Someone blinks and says, okay, fine, we'll give you what you wanted. We really want Chikrin right away. I think it might be more likely that they just drop their ask. It it feels like whatever they're asking is insane. Chad D. Domenicis from Expected Buffalo quote tweeted that, that quote from LeBron yesterday and said, uh, talked about the Sabres checking in on Chikrin going back to the summer, but he... He wrote, and this is the same sentiment I have seen everywhere with different teams checking in on Chikrin. This type of sentiment. Chad tweeted, each result has been the Coyotes not coming down to planet Earth with their ask. Wow. That, that type of phrasing. They're not on planet Earth with their, their ask on this player. This player is incredible. But if they're asking for four first-round pick value... Oh, yeah, not four, but actual pieces that sure. equate to four Two first firsts and yeah. two guys you've drafted in the first. Like, if they're doing, if they're asking for something insane like that, mm-hmm. then I don't think there's going to be a team out there that meets them. I think this is going to come down to, are the Coyotes going to be willing to make this ugly with Jacob Chikorin and go sunk I cost? I, right, me neither. I, I think the Sabres are betting on the right thing here from this LeBron story that if the drop at, if the price drops by Friday, they'll be in on it. And I think that's the right way to approach this if indeed the Coyotes are just being ridiculous with what they're asking. By the way, before we get to break, uh, Mr. Kevin Adams is going to be on with you on your podcast. Yes, he's pl- planning to. You never know. Like he had, he was supposed to be on yesterday to reschedule because of a because of a call. You know, there was a trade that happened a couple hours later. Coincidence? Not sure. But uh, we are scheduled to record this afternoon, and that would be available tomorrow morning. So if he doesn't do the show with you today, Another then you one. should tweet out, there's a trade coming from the Sabres. Hey, it, he can put me off as long as he wants <laughs> if it means that we're going to get a deal every day. Let Joe know I'm on the phone with the Coyotes. I can't <laughs> yeah. do the interview right now. I, I will completely understand. <laughs> yes. All right, happy Tuesday. We have a lot to get to. Hey, the Bills released more stadium renderings yesterday. So we can talk a little bit about that today. Of course, we'll get you ready for the Sabres game tonight against Columbus. Some stuff coming out from the competition committee. They're meeting in Indianapolis. Some ideas about possible rules changes. There is one team yesterday that, uh, well, is suggesting a review of roughing the passer penalties. Make that a reviewable penalty. Eh, No. But we'll get into all that. And on the show today. Very excited to have our very own Sal Capaccio with us here at 7 o'clock because Sal has kicked off his annual State of the Bills series of articles. They are available at WGR550.com. He opened up with quarterbacks. He has running backs posted today, which is an interesting discussion for the Bills in the offseason. So he will join us at 7. Don Granato, Sabres head coach, with us at 8. Of course, they're home tonight for Columbus. And, um, you know, we've been kicking around uh, some of the Bills' opponents, not literally doing that, but talking about some of the Bills' opponents for next season and their offseason plan. Denver is on the list. We have a lot to get to with the Broncos. Of course, new coach coming in, what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. Zach By will join us uh, from out in Denver at 9.30 this morning. Plus, I tweeted this out for a little fun topic today. I feel like, you know, we're going to do this ourselves on Friday's show. 
Um, I've been getting this question a lot, so I wanted to give you guys a day and gals a day to maybe contribute this for some fun. Uh, Your favorite moment in your Buffalo sports fan life so far. Because the favorite hmm. moment hasn't happened yet. You know, these these interviews yep. I've been doing about, hey, you know, your career, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's your favorite moment. Well, it hasn't happened yet. There's no Lombardi Trophy, there's no Stanley Cup. We didn't do that show yet. So to this point in your Buffalo sports fan life, whether you're 22 or 62, what is your favorite moment? I feel like if there ever is that day, you've got to make some sort of appearance the next day. Well, I'll be hungover. <laughs> that that could be good. And I don't drink. That could be good. I'll break my two drink rule. I never drink more than two drinks in the same, you know, night out or anything. I'm not It's a like drinker. it's like when RJ said that he would want to call he would want to call the finals. You know if, what? If they ever made it. That would be cool. The the um, the Rangers did that in 94 when. when they played Vancouver in game 7. Yeah. And I want to say it was Howie Rose was doing the play-by-play of the Rangers. He asked Marv Albert, who did it forever, yeah. to come back and call Game 7 when they beat the Canucks to win the Stanley Cup. So but did he, did he, he didn't do it, though, did he? He did, I thought. He did? I thought he did. I thought Rose is the one that makes Rose, the call. Rose did the Stefan Matteau call in New, against New Jersey, the Game 7 series clinching goal against yeah. Matteau. I, I'll double-check this. I thought Marv came back Maybe. for the seventh game of the final. I'm, I, can, I can picture that call in my mind. I can the only, waiting. I can the waiting only, is over. No, is that's Marvin? Sam Rosen. That, oh, that's what that's, that's why I'm screwing it up. He was doing MSG television. That's why I'm screwing that's it up. That's the call you hear all the time. Yes. It's always Sam Rosen. The waiting is over. I got Rose and Rosen mixed yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. So there you go, Dan Dunleavy. If you're listening, you, gotta, you know you could call Rick Jenrett when the Sabers are playing a game to win the Stanley Cup championship. Ha- and Howard will uh, come in and pick the Bills the day after the Bills win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Probably pick them to go zero and seventeen <laughs> after that, just to you know, tick people off. All right, let's get rolling. Eight oh three. 0550 to join us this morning on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 